Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to Network Chuck. Um, it's my first time live streaming, so let me know if you can hear me okay while I pour my coffee. Just made this from El Salvador. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining me. I think on my first live stream ever, um, I did it a while back, but I was like outside with my phone and the quality was horrible. So I never did it again, but I'm inside ethernet connected, ready to go. <laughs> it should be a lot better. Um, yes. Salvadorian coffee is really good stuff. All right. So I already have a ton of comments. I will try to look at as many as I can. Uh, but before I do that, um, I want to go into real quick about AWS. And also, no, no, no. Before I do anything, I want to let you know what the giveaway is today. Now, because I want you to stay here with me in chat, I want to take a swig of coffee real quick. This is what you don't see in my videos is the frequent sips of coffee. <sighs> too much white? Okay, let me bring that down. Someone said the light was too much. Should be a little bit better. Okay, cool. Um, actually, let me bring that down a little bit. <sighs> My person now? Okay. <laughs> um, day two winner will be announced actually because um, the contest is going to end at 8 p.m. Central, which will be about an hour. So I'll announce it later tonight. I'm really sorry about the lateness of that. Uh, but anyways, the contest today. I want you to stay here and chat with me, so I'm not going to release the contest until uh, after we're done chatting. <laughs> and the uh, contest prize today is going to be Chris Bryant's CCNA course. Uh, if you don't know who Chris Bryant is, uh, just Google him. I mean, he on Udemy, he's the number one rated uh, CCNA trainer. So he's he's awesome. Uh, we're giving away 10 copies of that. So 10 winners today. And then, of course, we have our drop a bomble thing, which I'll be doing somewhere in the middle of the stream. So just be waiting for that. Anyways. So before I look at any comments or do any answering just yet, I want to talk about AWS. Now, many of you may not even know what AWS is. Well, it's Amazon, Amazon Web Services. Uh, it is their big foray into the cloud. And um, you may not even know what the cloud is. Basically, all this cool stuff I have, like my routers, my switches, my servers, uh, instead of having that in your house or in a data center uh, that you own, you put all your stuff in the, the cloud, which is basically someone else's data center. <laughs> That's really all it is. It's just someone else's stuff. In this case, if I were to host my lab or do something with my lab, I would put that in Amazon's data center and through AWS, or I could use Google Cloud, another big player. And then the other big player is Microsoft Azure. Azure. I'm never really sure how to say that. I need to look up those phonetics. Uh, let me see if I have any more comments that are pertinent to what I'm talking about. Any comments or questions? about? Because I, I, I'm new to AWS, really. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious about it because I keep hearing things about it. I keep hearing that companies are getting really big into AWS. So my curiosity is peaked. So if you have an AWS certification, lend me your knowledge in the uh, chat real quick. Anyhow, uh, let me start with, I, why would a network engineer care about AWS? Oh, so we got, uh, Mukul Sharma, he's been working with AWS for three years now. So anything I mess up on or anything you want to add, go ahead and chat that below or on the side. I don't know where the chat is on the side, right? Um, so AWS, 
a lot of companies are starting to take their traditional infrastructure that you, they have in their data centers, which are what we love because we get to manage the network for that. They're taking a lot of that and putting it into the cloud. Now, it's a little scary for us because you don't need a lot of the traditional network uh, devices in AWS. In fact, they have a whole AWS networking uh, section of things to, uh, to manage the network. So if you were to go down the AWS track, it's just like Cisco, which is really neat. Uh, you start with the, I think, the AWS Certified Practitioner, which is kind of the CSENT of AWS. And then you go forward to the Solutions Architect Associate, Solutions Architect Professional. And then they have uh, specialties, which one of these specialties is um, AWS Advanced Networking, which heh, that, that's got my attention, right? I'm sure it has your attention. So it's interesting. What is happening? AWS is the biggest player and people are moving to it. Um, I know my, my brother, and this is interesting, uh, he is uh, working for a company as an, uh, an admin. You saw my first video on day one. You should have uh, anyway. And he's starting to learn AWS because his company is moving to AWS. Um, a lot of the companies I've worked with in the past, I'll contact the admin and say, hey, what are you guys looking at? What are you guys working on? He's like, oh, um, I'm starting to learn AWS because we're moving our stuff to AWS. So it, it's, I think it's worth a look into. So my question for you guys, is, and let me know, if you want me to start talking more about AWS, if you want me to start like making videos about it, maybe in like uh, producing some training content on it, let me know. Cause I think I might start looking at it and maybe uh, get a certification because I'm all about that. Um, that's pretty much all I had to say about AWS because again, I'm a beginner, but I know that um, AWS got really popular because uh, startups, that was their first target audience. They wanted to uh, actually start uh, building their product, you know, and and to build their product, it took a lot of infrastructure to get started. Uh, but AWS made it really easy. So the programmers could just worry about their code and not worry about the switches, the routers, the servers. AWS kind of took care of that back end while developers could just do their thing, develop. And now bigger companies are starting to realize that. So since I've been looking at AWS, I'll, I have targeted ads thrown at me on Facebook and Google. It's like, hey, uh, host your gaming servers on AWS. Hey, host your infrastructure on AWS. I'm like, well, okay, maybe I should. I don't know. And not to mention that, you know, we got Alexa. I, I don't want her to hear me. Oh, she heard me. Dang it. Shh, never mind. You have get me up enabled. Do you want to open Stop. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much all I had. Let me um, check the chat. So I got a super chat here. Um, I do not know how to say your name. I'm sorry, so I'm not even gonna try. But uh, he asked, are you going for CES 2019? I'm thinking about it. I was actually there um, in Vegas for CES 2018, but I wasn't there for CES. I was visiting Keith Barker in Vegas. So I just, I just didn't think about it. I didn't go. I might go just for fun. Um, so yeah, you might see me there. Let me see. And thank you for the super chat. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to go back to the top and see if there's anything I missed. And if you already asked a question that you really want answered, like just real quick, ask it again because the feed's already freaking big. So I'm trying to parse through this. So Kevin Jamal asked about uh, sponsoring someone to take their CCNA exam and make it kind of kind of a competition. Give them like three months to six months to earn their CCNA. 
That's not a bad idea, actually. The only thing is I, I would feel super bad if, if they struggle with it because, you know, life gets in the way. So that's that's a maybe. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> uh, if you have anybody in mind, if, if you're thinking for yourself, uh, maybe. We'll see. I'm hoping the person that wins the CBT Nuggets giveaway, which I'm not going to tell you what day it is, um, but it's coming up. I'm hoping that they uh, are pretty ambitious and I'll follow along with them and see what they do with it. So whoever you are, look back on this video and feel the challenge, feel the pressure. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you know, you're right, Benjamin. I do need some uh, moderators. Uh, this is my first time doing it. So I think I'm going to elect some people and you're probably one of them. So thank you for that suggestion. Sorry, I don't know that one. What is she? I didn't say I didn't say her name. Oh, my gosh. OK, she's she's creeping me out. Um, let's see. Someone said congrats, Casey Jones. Oh, he got his C-Cent. Awesome. Congratulations. That, that, that feeling when you first get your C-Cent, uh, your first Cisco certification, you feel like a boss, don't you? Like you're like, yes, I did it. And then you leave the, the testing center and all you want to do is go open up ICND2. That's all you want to do, right? It's like so addicting. So congrats. Keep up that momentum. And if you feel a little burnt out, eh, take a break. But if you don't feel burnt out, dive right into it. Seriously, that's the best thing you can do for yourself is not taking too long of a break. Let's see. Uh, Mark said, I'm looking at doing my CSENT, but it's so expensive. <sighs> yes and no. I mean, yeah, the initial test, uh, what is it now? Like a hundred and it's $150 still, right? I don't, I haven't monitored it in a while. Uh, yeah. You pay 150 for the exam, but the training has never been cheaper. You can get a solid CSENT training course for 10 bucks on Udemy. I mean, the course I'm giving away now from Chris Bryant, I think right now it's priced at 20 bucks, but normally if you catch it during a sale, it's $10 and he covers everything. And I think even with that course, he throws in uh, CCNA security, which I think he's crazy for doing that, but it's there. Uh, and let's see. So here's a good question. Should you get the network plus first or uh, just go for CCNA? Uh, I don't want to spoil it because I am kind of revisiting that topic on one of the videos I'm making uh, during this giveaway. I think it just matters. The network plus is very, very broad. And if you want that broad knowledge, if you're not going to just stick with Cisco, and if, you, if you're going to go maybe to cloud with another vendor, it, it might be beneficial for you. Uh, and if you're just really a noob with networking, if you just are now getting into it. Um, otherwise, if you feel pretty comfortable, if you maybe know some subnetting just a little bit, if you know how networks work in general, how the Internet works, if you know how to you know, install your home network, uh, it's probably good to start, start with CCNA or CSENT because that's, that's the, that, that cert holds so much value compared to the Network Plus. That's just my opinion. And it's really not my, just my opinion. A lot of uh, jobs out there highly value CCNA. If they see you have a CCNA, they don't care about your network plus, just being honest. Um, let's see here. So one, uh, Manny Mason asked, how long should you, should you stay in uh, tech support? Uh, we actually got that question when I was live streaming with Zach um, over IT career questions. I say you only should stay in a tech support. Now, when you say tech support, I'm going to assume you mean like help desk. So if you're on a help desk entry level, uh, the requirement for that job is uh, either nothing or just a plus. You, are, my opinion, you should only stay there as long as you need to. And that's it. 
Don't feel like you have to pay your dues. Don't feel like you have to do it for a year or two years. Uh, I, I know there are some employers when you're on the help desk, they'll say, oh, hey, stay on here for a year and then we'll talk to you about moving up. I would ignore that completely. I would work your butt off. And then if, if you can't show them that you're ready, move on. But try to get off the help desk as fast as you can. If that's what you want. Some people love the help desk. And I would, if you love just working with people, stay there. Because I know a ton of guys who that's what they do with their entire career. And they're happy as clam. And who am I to tell them that that's not fun for them? Uh, but for me, I wanted to look at networking. I wanted to pursue more. So, yeah, I would only stay as long as you need to. Uh, all right. So Brent Long asked me, and I knew somebody's going to ask this. How's my CCMP troubleshoot test going? Or how's my studying going? Which CCMP is three tests. You got the route, you got the switch, and you got the T-shoot, which, you know, essentially is troubleshooting what you learn on the route and switch. Uh, it's the, it's after the CCNA routing switching. So it's a, a professional level cert. How's it going for me? Uh, eh. <laughs> I've been so busy with this and CBT Nuggets. I work at CBT Nuggets, so I'm, I'm very busy with that too. So it's been a little bit slow. I'm officially on vacation right now for Christmas until the end of the year. So I'm going to be devoting a lot more time. So I'll be knocking some hours out. Uh, trust me. So I'm, I hope I'll be ready. But it's, it's really hard. And I'm sure all of you know to study when you're really, really busy, especially when you got a family. You know, I'm, I'm expecting my fourth now and my wife is experiencing morning sickness so that there's all that stuff. So it's just, it's all a lot of stuff. Um, and I'll try to be more vocal and, and more transparent about my study habits because I got to show you how I'm dealing with all the stress of this because I know it'll help you out and uh, it'll keep me accountable to be forced to show you. Like, oh, I, I want to watch TV or play video games. No, I get up off my butt and actually start studying. <sighs> Let's see. So uh, Richard asked about, um, so I, he said he passed his CCNA and uh, I'm really happy that I was a, a part of that journey for you. That's awesome. And um, he says his company uses Cisco phones and he wants to get on the collaboration track. So if you don't know um, about the other Cisco tracks, you get the CCNA routing and switching, which is focused on well, the routing and switching part. That's that's what you learn the CSENT and move on and, and advance topics in the routing and switching. But then you can go further and go to security. You can go to collaboration, which is why I have all these, these phones back here. Yes, they are on. Yes, they're connected. Um, they're connected back to my uh, call manager or CUCM back in my data center across uh, Dallas. Uh, so anyways, he's asking, how do I get started in collaboration? Um, collaboration is one of those annoying exams. Uh, and I say annoying, uh, I love it. I love it to death, but it's annoying because you can't really get by with studying without buying physical hardware. Uh, because routing and switching, you can pretty much go all virtual and not have to, I mean, with using GNS3 and viral, you don't have to do buy any hardware at all. If you get uh, Bose on NetSim, you don't have to worry about it either. With collaboration, you got to buy some hardware to truly demonstrate and lab everything you're learning. So regarding hardware, Collaboration is, I think, the more expensive exam to go down, which is why not a lot, a lot of people just don't go down that track. So it's not as popular. Um, so I, I <laughs> it's, it's a hard one to answer. Um, CBT Nuggets is how I learn collaboration. Uh, Jeremy Chara teaches the CCNA collaboration on CBT. 
cannot recommend that course more. And he has a great, actually, there's a free YouTube video, how to build your CCNA uh, collaboration home lab. Look it up. Jeremy has it. I might post it uh, in the description later. Look that up. Um, he's, he gives everything you need. Uh, and then beyond that, CCMP collaboration, that's what I'm training on at CBT Nuggets. So if you want to keep going, which I recommend, you can check that out too. Let's see. So as of today, this is Julian Jones. What's the best study material for the CSENT? He's worried about using older study material and uh, wants to keep up to date with the new version of the test. Um, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Whenever they refresh the CSENT or the CCNA, um, they, they, they remove a few topics and they add a few in, but the base networking topics just don't, they're, they're all the same. If you were to study a CCNA book from 10 years ago, you would still be pretty, pretty good off, pretty well off. Um, but uh, to make sure you're studying the freshest stuff and you want to make sure you're learning about the uh, APIs and APKM and, and SDN, all those new little things they include. Uh, I would uh, just make sure whatever study material you find, it matches the exam code. Anybody know what the exam code is for CSENT right now? For ICND1? Chat it below real quick so we can have that answer. Hurry, do it. There we go, 100, 105. So just make sure you have that matched up. And then I think CCNA is 200. Someone answer. What's the CCNA, ICND2? You have to understand when I took it, they were still using the 600 numbers. 200, 105. Okay, cool. So just make sure you have the current exam number matched up to your material. You get the official cert guide. It'll say that. Uh, most video training will say, oh, this is for 2018. Like, for example, Chris Bryant's course, which I'm giving away today. It does say 2018 on it. Been refreshed for it. So that's up to date. In fact, you know, let me go ahead and plug his course while I'm at it. Because odds are. Um, most of you will not win this because I'm only giving it to 10 people. Uh, I highly encourage you to check it out. So let me just paste it here. That is Chris Bryant's uh, CCNA course. Check it out real quick. It's nice. It's good. Uh, let's see. Ooh, these comments are going at the speed of light. Yeah, I need moderators, guys. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So George R says CCMP, where to start? Uh, George R, I have a question for you. Which CCMP track do you mean? I'm going to assume routing and switching and where to start. Um, again, if, if, train, if, if you want the gold standard of training, I always tell people this. If you want the best training you can find, uh, CBT Nuggets, is my, in my opinion, is the best. Because it does two things for you. It keeps you motivated because they are highly motivational and they give you some fantastic information. Uh, the one complaint I hear about CBT Nuggets is that it's not nearly as detailed uh, as other training partners. And, you know, I agree. And, and they realize that too. But they realize that their training doesn't have to be as detailed. They're, they're, target, they're trying to get you motivated and excited to keep going uh, while also teaching you as much as they can in the process. So if you can get CBT, if you can't, well, then there's a ton of other courses um, like on Udemy. You can find, I mean, Chris Bryant has a CCMP course too, and uh, it's not expensive. It really isn't. So if you want to learn it, there's really not much stopping you. Seriously, it's never been cheaper to learn everything. I wish I would have known about Udemy. I mean, maybe it wasn't even around when I was uh, first starting to study for it, but I wish I would have known about it because 
I waited to get the proper uh, study material and it was expensive. I had to save up for it. Um, anyhow, let's see. And again, if you have a, uh, a question you really want answered, post it below again so I can, I can see it. Uh, it's kind of hard to parse through all these. Uh, Michael says, would you recommend any Apple certs as a network admin? Uh, for fun, yeah. For professional development, no. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, That's a good question. CCNA or AWS? Is there an order to take it or uh, can you go independently? So the weird thing about AWS, I'm still trying to figure this out, is uh, when you become a, like a solutions uh, uh, certified solutions associate or whatever that certification is, uh, it's kind of like an open track. Like you're not, you're maybe not a network engineer. Maybe you're a systems guy. Maybe you're a developer. So it's not always specific to what you already do. Uh, if you love networking, I would say get your CCNA first and then maybe go down the solutions architect uh, path to become professional and then go the advanced networking certification. Um, but if you don't care about networking, which shame on you, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, then yeah, I, I think AWS, the, the practitioner exam is uh, a great entry point. Uh, if you don't really know anything about cloud or networking or anything, really, I think they, they do a great job at whatever training course you find. Um, Got to plug CPT Nuggets. Anthony Sequira does a great job with the uh, practitioner course. Um, so anyways. Uh, so CLI Titans asking about the uh, CCDA or the CCDP after CCMPRS. I just used a lot of letters and acronyms. Let me explain. So the Cisco... Certified Design Associate, um, very much like the CCNA routing and switching, uh, but it's more focused on the design aspect. So you may feel like you finished the routing and switching. You're like, oh, well, I can go out and design networks. Hold on a second. Uh, there, there's a lot more uh, involved in actually designing a network. Now, I will preface this. Going from a CCNA routing and switching to a, uh, to studying for your CCDA, the uh, it's not really like a huge, like, whoa, this is going to be a hard exam. Now, you know, most of the topics, you're just kind of augmenting, adding stuff onto it. You'll find this is very common with all the Cisco tracks. Once you get into one, going to the other ones becomes a lot easier. The, the barrier to entry isn't so tough. Uh, so design associate, to answer your question, yeah, that, if you want to work for an MSP or any kind of like a, like telco or, or any kind of ISP, yeah, uh, they really looked the, uh, after that. Um, and also the service provider certs as well. Yeah, design associate, design professional, MSPs love those. So if that's your dream, if you want to work at a bunch of different companies, that will really help you uh, get to that point. Uh, great question from Julian Jones. Can you pass the CSENT strictly from books and videos or do you have to lab as well? Yes, you can. You can pass the CSENT with just book knowledge. However, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Uh, you're missing the big part, and that is fun. You'll discover how fun it is <laughs> to actually go through the material and then practice it and see it actually come to life. That, for me, was the biggest thing. So don't don't miss that part. And then the, the second thing I would say is that uh, you won't be as strong as people who do uh, lab it out. It reinforces those topics, and you you get that hands-on experience. Uh, and becoming comfortable in the CLI is a huge thing. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now where I just get on the CLI and I feel like I'm home. I'm coffee. Uh, I show IP interface brief. And just all those things just like, 
it's my love language. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it just comes so natural. So you want to start doing that as soon as you can. And really the lathing for the C scent has become a no brainer. I'm sorry. It just has, you can download packet tracer Cisco's own lab simulation software for free. And it does everything you need for C scent and CCNA. Uh, a lot of people are like, Oh, we need to go buy a router. You need to go buy a switch because you don't know anything until you actually touch one. You do get something out of uh, actually having physical equipment. However, you, you don't need it. And for me, um, it's more of a, 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 an obstacle to feel like you have to go buy it and feel like you have to set up that lab and spend the extra money. I say, don't worry about it for the CSENT and maybe for the CCNA do that. But if you, you don't have to, package fish is more than enough. Hope that answers your question. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh man, Michael's asking me how to manage, uh, stuff, time and life. Um, I need help too, man. <laughs> I'm in the same boat trying to do a million things. I, I think, um, uh, for me, when I'm, when I'm learning is, uh, learning how to say no to things and commitments. If you're going to commit to learning Cisco, if you're going to commit to, you know, being a boss at it, it, there is a life sacrifice. There is a time sacrifice. So, uh, taking that perspective, when you approach your social life and things you're going to add onto your life, you have to be conservative, conservative with those things. So maybe you're not going out with your friends so much. Uh, maybe at church, you're not signing up for every activity. Uh, maybe, uh, you're not putting your kids in every sport known to man, uh, which don't feel guilty about that. I don't put my kids in a ton of sports. Um, so yeah, it's, for me, it's, I'm still learning the balance, but for me right now, it's learning to say no to a lot of things and just freeing up my time, realizing I can't do it all. It's not about, Oh, I got, I got to just work harder. I got to focus. No, you, you really just have to not give yourself too much, which right now I think I have. So I'll let you know what I, how I start to deal with that. The traveling Bert scheduled ICND one for January 15th. Yes, let's do this. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm actually a little bit scared because again, I haven't been studying very much. So I'll be getting on that. But for those of you who don't know, I scheduled my T-shoot exam uh, for January 15th. And um, I invited a lot of people to join me in that journey. So, hey, options still open. If you want to join me and schedule whatever certification you're working on for January 15th, go for it. I know it's kind of soon, but if you're in the middle of studying, you might, hey, I feel kind of ready for it. So that'd be fun. Okay, we got a super chat from Spectrum IS, or no, <laughs> I saw the name, from Duan, or from Dwayne Hamilton. So you said Spectrum ISP Residential Tech here. In your opinion, how could I best leverage my job experience in regards to obtaining a network admin job? You know what's funny? Is whenever I get home network stuff installed, I always ask the techs, hey, uh, what, what are you working on any certs? Uh, do you know about Cisco? Uh, what do you plan on doing? Like I, I'm trying to get them to see more than what they're doing. Cause they're, they're already at the beginning stages of, of networking. They're, they're doing the cool stuff, uh, that we first learn. So how can you leverage that? Um, good question. Really? Uh, to, to land that job. So first I would start working on certifications. That's obvious, right? But to craft your resume, to get ready for that next job, I think what that experience is killer. And you just got to put it in a way like, um, and I always do this when I apply for a job I really, really want. 
I look at the job description and I kind of tailor my resume to what they're asking for. So you, if they're asking for, you know, we want a junior network admin, maybe a not technician who does uh, basic patch cabling, um, move ad changes, uh, does some monitoring. You could just highlight some of the things you do like, oh, I troubleshoot network issues. I build cables. I, um, I, I'm really uh, good at customer service, interface with people all the time, difficult people highlight that because they will love that. Like I said, in my video from yesterday, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to do too much to leverage that into a really great uh, position because it's really just beginning network admin experience. So I hope that answered your question. Let me know if it did. And thank you for the super chat. Let's see. Super chat from Brennan Doherty. So good look on my cert and uh, said he loves my videos. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the super chat. And yes, I will need a lot of luck for my certification. <laughs> I'm going to get that CCMP. Whew, Benjamin Sturm, my good sir. He added $50 in super chat and said, add two more Udemy courses to your drawing today. Uh, I will do that, sir. So we've now increased the... Uh, drawing to 12 Chris Bryant courses. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much. That's awesome. Everyone just give show Benjamin some love. Uh, let's see. The Real Ted, super chat, $2. Awesome, dude. If you have a question, I'll be more than happy to answer. But thank you so much. Uh, let's see. You know, I, I want to go back to the, the question about the, the technician thing real quick, because it's kind of interesting. Uh, I did my video with Jeremy Chara uh, and we kind of talked about interview tips and when he because he has his own company now and he hires people. He hires guys like us who you know want to get into the industry, which I think is so cool. And he says when he interviews people, he looks for passion. That's the first thing he looks for. Uh, but he wants people who know basic cabling, who, who can do those kind of things, because Honestly, that's what you'll be doing in the first part of your job <laughs> when you start out in networking. So again, that's, I think it's a great position to be in and I think you can market yourself into a really cool position. Let's see. So Casey Jones said, what about collaboration inspired you so much? Uh, we're installing new poly <coughs> polycom. No, I'm just playing. Polycom's a fine phone. In fact, we uh, Cisco uses their uh, uh, their phones for conferencing. Uh, they're installing Polycom phones throughout their district. I'll tell you what really uh, got me excited about collaboration, and this is the honest truth, was the opportunity. And this is another nugget for you. For me, uh, and I always tell people this, you should learn the skill that your company values the most. So in the position I was, I was a junior network admin at the time. My senior network admin, he loved networking, but you know what he hated? He hated phones. He hated Cisco phones. We had a Cisco deployment there. He hated it. And you know what he did? He said, here, Chuck, you have it. And that was my opportunity. So I, the first thing I loved about it was the fact that that was my moment to shine. I, that was my moment to, to, to build on my skills and move up. Yeah, I could have stuck. I could have said, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want to learn networking. And I truly believe my progress would have been slowed. My brother's doing the same thing. He got on at his job and uh, he was expecting routing and switching, maybe security, maybe collaboration, but they gave him wireless and he was not expecting that at all. And guess what I told him? I said, hey, 
you go all in on that wireless. <laughs> it's it's gonna it's only gonna benefit you. Um, the second thing that really got me jazzed about collaboration um, was Jeremy Chara. His training on CBT Nuggets on voice just whew, I, it got me so excited. And then the third thing is that it's just stinking cool because um, collaboration isn't just phone calls; it's video. It's also chat. And once you start getting into collaboration, you'll find that a lot of the things you're learning are industry standards that apply to so many different companies. So yeah, uh, phones are going more cloud, but I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, so it's it's just so cool seeing how we can convert our, our voice and, and our faces and our video to uh, IP, to, to data, to voice over IP and send it over the internet. It's it's really fun. And building it out with Cisco, I mean, you're, you, you turn a regular Cisco router into a voice gateway or with, with CUCM, uh, Cisco's uh, voice server. That's just awesome. And then you get to learn a lot about QoS and making sure your voice packets are really smooth across the network. I mean, most collaboration engineers, we are routing and switching engineers with a, and we know just a lot about voice. So we get to do all of that. It's just, it's just, I could go on for hours. So I want to stop there. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. Uh, the real Ted, another super chat, dude. Thank you so much. $5. Let's see. Forgot to type his question. Uh, is data center tech a good starting point for a future network admin? Yes, it is. Um, the only thing I would say is I've met a lot of data center techs who kind of get stuck in that role. And now when I say, when you say data center tech, I'm assuming like a knock technician, like a network operation center. Like uh, when you, you may not know this, but when you go to a data center, you get, get you got people on staff there that kind of like let people in. Um, and then they, uh, sometimes you'll, you'll call your data center and say, Hey, um, can you make sure my server's on? Or can you, can you reboot my server? It's not responding. And they'll go over to the rack. They'll, you know, open it up and reboot it or something. And they might do some basic troubleshooting. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a great starting point, seriously. Uh, and, and really for two reasons, one, you're getting to get your feet wet uh, in networking and, and in a lot of areas really. And two, uh, often being a data center tech and being a knock technician, you got some downtime, which means you get to study, <laughs> which is awesome. The ability to study at your job. I, I had that before I became a network admin, but I didn't really have it when I became a network admin. And I always try to steal time uh, to study. A lot of companies will give you time to study while you're on the job. Mine for the longest time did not. So, man, you can really take a position like that and go super far. Now, as far as advancement opportunities, yeah, once you get like a, a I don't want to say a real network admin job, but an, a job where you're over a network and you're able to, you know, kind of start designing things, troubleshooting things, uh, being in charge of it. Uh, and I always recommend a small to medium sized business. Um, that's when you really start to grow and learn and you can really advance in your career. But yeah, great starting point. Do it. If, if you have the opportunity or if you already are there. Awesome. Uh, let's see. I'm going to grab a drink of water. All right, we got another super chat. John Vasquez, uh, dude, thank you so much, first of all. And he says, what are some entry-level uh, positions after completing the Solutions Architect Cert? Uh, also have two years experience in software development. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't have a lot of experience in that, but I, I recently I have been doing a lot of research on AWS jobs. Um, well, surprisingly, uh, especially here in Dallas, when I whenever I do an AWS search for a job, Amazon, 
most of the time is the person hiring and they're looking for um, support technicians that know AWS and that have some background in some other technology. So I've actually actually interviewed one time for a job at Amazon as an AWS support tech. And they were just looking for a guy who knew networking who could come in and learn AWS. That's what's cool about new technologies that become really big really fast is not a lot of people know it. So you can come in with just the knowledge you know, and they will teach you on the job. So that's that's pretty cool. That's, that's how a lot of industries work. Um, but as far as like, if you have a little bit of development experience and you know the solutions architects, I would start looking at um, making sure you look at container uh, systems like Docker, uh, Kubernetes. I think I'm saying that right. A lot of companies looking for that automation person who knows a little bit of networking, knows a little bit of system admin, knows AWS, knows some programming. And when you can put all those pieces together, you're the greatest fit. Uh, so I would just type in looking for any kind of DevOps position. That, that's that's the keyword I was looking for. I was trying, kind of getting to that DevOps, and um, and they're kind of like the they're kind of the unicorns. They 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 know the operation side, um, like networking side, system side, and then they also know development. So the, those guys make a ton of money. It's I I actually for the longest time I tried to become a DevOps, or I, I, I said I tried. I didn't do much for it, but I aspired to be a DevOps guy. So yeah, I I think if you just you, you start playing with that stuff and um, kind of market yourself as like a DevOps engineer and uh, market as entry level, I think you can find a position pretty quickly. Um, hope to answer your question. If not, let me know. Let's see. And also, uh, if and I, sorry, I'm going to keep going on this one. If you see a job uh, that you like, but you see the qualifications and like, like oh, I want a uh, guy who's working with AWS for 10 years or three to five years. And you're sitting here with no experience. Apply for it. Seriously. Uh, you never know what can happen. Um, you might get the interview and then you can wow them with your, your passion. Just say, hey, I love this stuff. I play with it at home all the time. I love learning. I got my uh, architect, uh, solutions architect certification. I'm ready to go. And oftentimes companies want that more than like the seasoned professional who thinks they're all that. So. I, th I think that's that's the best thing you can do. Let's see. Uh, Kevin wants a Q&A after I pass my T-shoot. Yeah, I, I for, for real will do that. Um, <laughs> after, after I pass, maybe. We'll see. Um, Alexander asked if I use my Wacom device for uh, CBT training. Yes, I do. Uh, I actually have two of them that I use. That's what we use to, you know, draw on the screen. And uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're so cool. So fun. I love being able to train that way. Uh, Benjamin's asking how the job market is in Texas. Uh, man, it's on fire, dude. Seriously. Um, I don't advertise that I am looking for a job at all. In fact, I, I, I think I put on my all my stuff. I don't want a job. I get job requests all the time. My phone's always blown up. It's it's awesome, but it's kind of annoying. <laughs> but yeah, Texas is big, especially Dallas. Um, Austin's huge. Uh, I think Houston's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, you, you really can't go wrong with Texas. Time for more coffee. Hold on. Coffee break. All right, so we got a question from Kyle. How far into Linux? Oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Should he go after getting a CCNA? Um, 
I don't think it's a matter of how far you go. I just think you should get enough to have fun with it and just get familiar with it. Um, and it really depends on uh, if you're in a job that uses it. Like for me, I, I don't know a ton of Linux, but I, I've used it enough to get by. Like I've, you know, set up my Raspberry Pi. I've had to do some things with um, Cisco products that use Linux as their backend, like Red Hat. So I would say just pick a project and have fun with it. Maybe just set up a Raspberry Pi, uh, do some Python stuff, maybe uh, do some Ansible, uh, which is a network automation software. Uh, if your goal is a network engineer, uh, I wouldn't worry too much about how much Linux you get. Uh, maybe just enough to know how to move around the file system, uh, maybe set up the network interfaces, maybe set up the firewall. Uh, beyond that, uh, I would wait until you get a job that tells you what you need to do. Or if you there's a job you see on LinkedIn or something that says, we need Linux. And you're like, okay, well, I got to get my Linux. I really want that job. But I hope that answers the question. Uh, let's see. Um. Oh, I missed a super chat. Okay. Uh, Andrew Brown. Sorry, I missed that dude. Um, so what do you, he's asking me about uh, kind of like a boot camp situation is what I'm assuming new horizons or they do like classroom based training for technology. Um, I've never personally done one of those, but I've met people who have. And, uh, the, the downside for people, uh, for a lot of you, is that it's very, very expensive. But in his situation, um, it's being paid for. I yeah, if you can if you can do those where it's free, uh, go for it because self self training is amazing, self study is amazing, but it is hard. Like, you, not only are you encountering new material and having to put a, a lot of information or put a lot of information in your head. And, and get past those hurdles, but you're having to keep yourself uh, accountable. Whereas if you go to the, one of those classrooms, it's like traditional school. And a lot of people are still used to that traditional school atmosphere and they'll help you keep uh, stay accountable. They'll, they'll answer your questions. They're right there. So you don't have to always struggle. Like if you're self-studying, you kind of have to struggle on your own for a little bit to figure out things. If you don't get it immediately, classroom training is awesome. So if you, if you can get that go for it, free training is free training, man, take it. And then Vaughn said, New Horizons sucks. Well, uh, I don't really, <laughs> I've never done it. So again, if it's free, uh, it sounds to me like you don't have much to lose, except a little bit of your time. And you're going to learn something, I would imagine. Um, Yuri's asking about um, certs for DevOps. You know, when I was looking, because I, I, I think it was a salary survey like, um, maybe three years ago, and it was saying, oh, the new hot career is DevOps, and they make a ton of money. And I spent a lot of time researching exactly what that was, and I still was confused. Like, I I, I couldn't figure it out. And um, I think the answer is there really isn't a lot of certifications out there that are DevOps-focused. Now, AWS is really good. Uh, if anybody else knows any DevOps-specific certifications, let me know below or on the comments. But I've never seen DevOps-specific uh, apart from AWS. Um, however a standard network cert or any kind of Microsoft cert system admin cert paired with uh, programming knowledge. That's pretty much your credentials for DevOps. Let's see.
Sorry, I'm just going to take a little bit of time to go through some comments here. Uh, this guy, Mod Squad 8U, said programmers and programmers and uh, network engineers don't often have the same mindset. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, it's, I think this, and, and that's not always true, but I think the person who's really good at programming uh, may not be really good at networking and, and also vice versa. A lot of guys get into networking because they try their hand at programming because that's what, you know, that's, that's the traditional education path is get a computer science degree, go down to programming and people figure out they hate it. And like, okay, now what do I do? And then they discover system engineering, they discover networking and like, oh, well, this is a lot better. So yeah, th there is definitely a difference. And that's, and that's what I love about IT. I kind of mentioned this in my video yesterday, but man, it's, you can pick whatever you want. Uh, there's so many options. I don't, I don't think you'll ever be uh, in a place where you're not interested in something. And if you are, just move on because there, there, there's other stuff. There's other IT stuff. It's always changing. So Xander asked about the new GNS3 certification. Um, what do I think about it? Uh, well, I, I think as far as the, uh, well, first of all, let's tackle the knowledge. The, the knowledge I think is really cool. I think what you're going to learn in that is going to give you a great foundation for the changes in network engineering and everything. However, the, the value of the certification, uh, it's not there yet. No one recognizes that just yet. If you, no one's going to put that on their their uh, job role description. I want a GNS three certified guy. No one's going to put that just yet. It's very very new. I think it's more of a test uh, test certification to see if it's going to work out. So I wouldn't put a lot of stock into uh, trying to advance. But if you want, want to broaden your knowledge on exactly what all that SDN stuff is, um, yeah, it's it's great. It's a structured course, and I think it's really good if you want to go through it. Uh, but again, it's not going to be a CCNA. It's not going to be a CSENT. It's not going to be a CompTIA cert or uh, any other certification. It's not going to be like that just yet. And now eight, five years from now, it could be the industry standard. I don't know. But right now it's not. Uh, let's see. Uh, Corey says, should I hold off getting a job in networking uh, as a NOC technician or network admin until CCNA or is CSENT enough? Dude, if you can get a job offer with your CSENT, take it. Seriously. Uh, my thing is, if you feel like you, and I've, I've had a ton of jobs where I got the job and I did not feel like I was smart enough or new enough or at the level where I needed to be to actually do that job. That happens so much. I mean, I still feel that right now. <laughs> so it. Part of that's imposter syndrome, which I do have a video talking about that with my dad and brother coming up soon. Uh, but so part of that's just the dumb imposter syndrome. We all encounter that feeling of we're just dumb when we're really not. Uh, but the other is that, man, you, you can you can take those opportunities and just make up for where your knowledge lacks. And that's what I've done in a lot of my my uh, jobs I've gotten uh, where I wasn't prepared. I got in, and the thing of fake it till you make it. I don't really hold to that too much, but it is true in certain circumstances. So I got to positions where I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know a lot about um, Cisco Nexus or data center stuff or uh, Cisco ASAs, but I'm going to pretend I do until I've gone through enough white papers and enough training videos to where I feel confident enough to actually do the job. And I've done that. <laughs> so uh, don't let, if you can get the job, um, take that as an opportunity to just 
be a bulldog and uh, go through it and, and, and rock it. Seriously, don't be afraid to do that. So yeah, if you can get a network admin job with no certification, do that. Um, actually, a good buddy of mine, my mentor, <laughs> actually, he uh, he got a network admin job. Uh, the network admin job I worked with him at uh, when he did not know much networking. He just didn't. He It was trial by fire. <laughs> and he he's an amazing engineer now. He works for a large, large company managing a massive network. He's working on a CCIE. Freaking genius. Yeah, don't let anything hold you back. Seriously. <laughs> well, I don't know who this is, but he's gave me uh, 50 bucks. Uh, dude, <laughs> doesn't know what I'm talking about. Sounds deep. It was deep. I think it was insightful. And, <laughs> uh, and, he, and he left. Oh, if you're still here, uh, Dennis ELDT, I think I'm saying that right. Thank you so much. And if you have a question, let me know. But uh, hey, thank you. Um, I think I missed one here. Um, Kyle Anderson, $5. Thank you so much for the super chat. I just wanted to say I'm a recent college grad and watching your stuff kept me motivated while I was job hunting, working towards my CCNA and now too. Uh, dude, so happy for that. that that's amazing. I know I, I know I mention it often, but uh, when I started trying to really further my career and grow myself, I relied heavily on YouTube to stay motivated because, man, when you get home after a long day and whatever career you're in, the last thing you want to do is study. Like, that's rough. And if you got a family, you, you have that guilty twinge of, oh, I really should be playing with them instead of studying. It's like, so you go through all those things and it's really hard to stay motivated. So I relied heavily on YouTube. I know um, I mention him all the time, uh, Hor or George Almazon. I think Jorge or George Almazon. Uh, he doesn't make YouTube video videos anymore. Dude, if you're watching this, get back to making YouTube videos. But I got to watch his journey from uh, CCNA to CCMP, and now he's a CCIE working for Cisco. Uh, man, that encouraged me so much, and he's the reason, one of the huge reasons I started making this channel. So, yeah, I'm glad I can be that person for you. And my advice for anybody watching this, if you if you like making videos and you love networking, dude, jump on this. Uh, cause there's, there's not enough motivation going around. There really isn't. That's why I love channels like it career questions. I love David Bomble, Duan Lightfoot. I love all these guys getting you excited about this career path because holy crap, <laughs> I didn't know about this when I was in high school. They weren't talking about this career path in high school. Um, that's not highly advertised, but I feel like it's the most incredible career seriously. So again, happy for you. Good luck on that CCNA, man. Um, I, I know you're going to rock it. Let us know the, the, how your journey's going periodically come back and talk to us all right <laughs> still cracking up about that 49 dollars that just came in what, what the heck was that <laughs> all right let's see uh this is a good question so kirill he's asking about the ccna certification um industrial and iot uh you know <laughs> Cisco comes out with certifications that sometimes just don't do well. Um, and I think the industrial and IOT, and if, if you know better than me, please let me know if, if this cert has really gotten you far. Let me know. I'd love to know, but I don't know anybody who actually has those certs. And um, I think Cisco's on their way to retiring them anyway, because they're just not getting a lot of uh, traction on them. So that's what I think about it. I think, uh, those are very specialty niche, uh, niche, niche, uh, certifications. And 
I don't think a lot of industrialized companies are actually looking for the industrial certification. They just want people who know networking and, and maybe have experience in industrial environments, but I don't think those certs are going to be around much longer, in my opinion. I would love to be proved wrong, but I don't think they're going to be. It's kind of like the, does anybody have the CCNA cloud? I think that that went away or is going away. So <laughs> there's just some certs they try out and it, it doesn't doesn't last long. Um, so Felix asked about the CCNA and AWS cloud practitioner. Should I jump into the advanced networking specialty? Uh, no, actually, I think the, uh, the place you want to go to is get the solutions, uh, uh, architect associate and then professional. Cause I think the advanced networking is like, I've heard pretty, pretty stinking hard and you want to have those prerequisites in place. That's why on the, on the certification, you know, bar tree, whatever they have it on the side after all those certifications. So I think the specialties are meant for after that. If anybody here knows AWS, uh, let me know if I'm wrong about that. But that's, that's what I understand. But also, I don't think that you need the advanced networking to get a really great job in AWS using your networking networking uh, skills. Uh, but it definitely will not hurt. And you're going to be very rare if that's your goal. Uh, you can demand a salary. That's pretty stinking high. Um, let's see. And again, if I miss your question, type it again, please. Because I, I want to make sure I answer as many as I can. If my first ask me anything, uh, if there's like any burning question you have, let me know. And if not, let me know later and I might make a video about it. Oh, great question from Adam Freeman. Uh, thank you for the super chat, dude. Uh, what does the CCNA security cert look like? Oh, and thank you for uh, the compliment. So I don't have my CCNA uh, security certification. However, uh, on the job, I've often actually on the job, I've uh, purchased CCMP security books to be able to do my job. So the difference between the CCNA security and the CCNA routing switching is going to be heavy firewall stuff, stuff. Um, so Cisco ASAs uh, mainly. Uh, I know I haven't looked at the recent additions to the uh, certification, uh, but I know they talk about ICE, which is their identity services engine. Right. I think that's it. <laughs> and it's just about securing your network. And there's a lot, there's a lot to it, really. Um, Cisco ASAs are beastly firewalls. And then you get into all the new stuff with uh, Cisco DNA. Uh, it's, it's a lot. But essentially, if you can find an amazing a career going down the security path, it's hot right now. Seriously, if you want to go into the CCNA security, go for it. I've contemplated doing it myself. Uh, and I mean, you may not know this about me, but I'm a collaboration guy. But the job I had as a network admin, uh, we were jack of all trades because we didn't have a small uh, or have a, a, a very we had, we had a big shop, but we didn't have a lot of people. So I was managing um, my domain controllers, Windows domain controllers. Uh, I was managing uh, Cisco ASAs, 5525Xs. I deployed um, a couple of those across two data centers. Uh I've played, I've, I've managed ICE before, which is really, really fun, but I've never actually got a certification, but I've definitely relied on the certification resources to do my job. Super fun. Um, I know what, what's his name? Uh, Tom, Tom, uh, Gray Wolf Packets. He's going through CCNA security labs and he's posting it on YouTube, I think, or maybe Udemy, uh, go look him up. He's doing some cool stuff. So if you have like a burning question about what it is, he's got some free stuff out there, I believe. So go check his stuff out. And if you're here, hi. <laughs> Uh, did I miss anything? And let me know if I answered your question, Adam. Um, there's a lot more to the CCNA security, but basically you learn a lot more about the security track. Uh, 
And it's more, more firewall uh, focused, more about securing your network versus just building your network. And you'll notice that the CCNA has a lot of the topics and it overlaps, which is really cool for you because it makes it a little bit easier to get that certification, uh, but it does add on some stuff. Ah, let's see. So Rashid asks, uh, besides CCNA routing switching, what other Cisco certs are hot? <laughs> uh, right now, there's a lot of buzz around cybersecurity. Uh, Cisco is really pushing that. And I, I think it's really great. I think it's, 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 it's going to be a hot, a hot cert in the future. But again, for when I think about a certification, I always go to job boards and I type in the certification to see if anybody's actually putting it on a job description and looking for people with that certification. Problem is when a new cert comes out, you got IT managers, you got um, recruiters who aren't constantly monitoring the new certs that come out. They know that a certification uh, that's you know been around for a while, routing switching or or collaboration or I guess voice and um, security, those are tried and true certs. They know how to match that up to people, and that's what they do. They put that on the job description. So I, I think cybersecurity is going to be huge. Um, CCNA security is a huge one. Uh, CCNA collaboration, it is good. Um, however, it's getting more rare. Um, now, I'll tell you this. A big reason for this, my success in my career is that, uh, again, a lot of guys don't go down the collaboration path. Uh, you'll find a lot more routing and switching guys and you will collaboration guys or even like there's more security guys than collaboration guys. So knowing collaboration, man, it's going to set you apart and you can, you can make a lot of money. Those guys get paid a lot of money. And also oftentimes when you know collaboration, you often know routing and switching too. So they'll hire you for a dual role. You'll make a lot of money. I mean, I haven't had a role where it was just collaboration. It was, Hey, you're a collaboration guy, but we also need you for the uh, routing switching. Uh, could you help out the firewall stuff? And also, Hey, the wireless stuff. So don't think that whatever you're learning, whatever secure, whatever track you're going down, you're just going to find a job with that. No, 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 no they will give you a lot of stuff depending on how big the network is. Uh, but yeah, you can't go wrong with security collaboration. It's a bit niche, but um, a lot, I mean, a lot of companies still use Cisco phones, like big ones. I interviewed at Starbucks one time in Seattle. They have a huge Cisco phone system. Uh, I interviewed American airlines. They have a Cisco phone system. Actually, I, I, I got the job. I just turned it down uh, because I had another opportunity. I uh, interviewed at Dave and Buster's. They have a Cisco phone system. Um, if you look at target, or now this is a game I play <laughs> whenever I go to a store or a shop or any, any kind of public place, I look for Cisco networking, hardware, wireless devices, and phones, because I'm like, I always consider them a possible potential employer. <laughs> Anyways, I hope I answered your question. I, I think I missed a super chat up here. Um, Charles Calder said, what path should a hands-on learner take to become a network engineer? Well, the good news is that the majority of learning for network engineering is hands-on. Get that lab, dude. Like, buy the material to learn CCNA, but get a lab. If you're, like, seriously, like, physically hands-on, then buy a physical lab. You can get a great router, a couple of routers and switches off of eBay for under 100 bucks. If you're if you're thrifty, it might be around $250. Um, but, yeah, you can, you can find stuff easily. And just start applying for jobs. So, you're, like... A lot of people feel like they have to put real job experience on their resume for it to be counted. I, I say put your home lab on your on your resume. Say, hey, this isn't professional. Like I don't do this for money, but I have created a network doing this, 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 this. Here's what I've implemented in my home lab. 
And I think that goes a long way. So yeah, hands-on learning. That's what CCNA is. Can, I think everybody can agree that, with that here. Uh, Justin Miller says, how long should you study for in general before taking the ICMB one? That's a difficult question because, uh, and I, I hate answering questions with, well, it depends. Uh, it depends because we don't, I don't know where you're starting. You might be on a help desk and you, you deal with basic network troubleshooting. So going into the CSENT, you have a good base or you might already have your A plus certification or network plus certification. And a lot of that has networking inside of it. So going to CSENT, it's like, oh, well, some of these topics sound pretty stinking familiar. If you come from network plus, you already know subnetting. So you, you're good. You know a lot of things about networking. But if you're coming from scratch, you don't know much about networking and you're, you're learning everything from the get go. I, I have a video about this, actually, but I would say if you hustle, you can get it in three to six months. Seriously. Uh, and that's studying, I think, two to three, maybe four hours a day and really sticking with it and labbing it out. I mean, wow, what's that, that guy, Cisco Panther? I think his real name is Ernest. He just got a CCMP. Congrats, dude, if you're watching. But I think, what did you start in January with your CSENT? And then now at the end of this year, he's he's got a CCMP already. So I think it's just really up to how much time you're willing to dedicate to it. So if you're wanting to do it fast, well, then schedule some time out. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Uh, if you really want to accelerate, find a job where you're doing the stuff in, in, on the job, which I know is kind of a cart before horse, but sometimes it happens. It happened for me. So that's what I would say. Hope it answered your question. If it didn't, let me know. I'm going to grab a drink of water. Now we've been going on for about an hour now. Uh, if you guys get bored, let me know. Uh, but I'm going to keep going. I'm, I've got more coffee and I'll keep going until the coffee runs out. How about that? I'll make that deal. All right, let's see. Uh, this is a good question from Tino. How long did it take me to pass my route exam? Uh, I almost don't like those questions <laughs> because uh, I always take longer than my, my answer is always longer than it should have because I let work projects get in the way. Uh, for me, what was cool about studying for the routing and switching exams was that I was already doing a lot of it in, in production. I was doing the job, uh, but it just adds on a bunch, a bunch of stuff that you never play with. So, you know, my job, we heavily used OSPF, but we did not use ERGRP. So I'm like, I never used ERGRP and never, ever used BGP. So like that stuff was foreign to me, uh, but I worked with uh, OSPF all day, every day. So that, I knew that a lot. Uh, but as far as how long it took me, I think I worked on it for about a year and that was just me being lazy. <laughs> that was just complete laziness. I, I could have done it within three months. No problem. And that's my estimation for if you're really hustling, I'll let life get in the way. Uh, got a, uh, super chat from Daniel Bondarenko. Uh, 10 bucks. Thanks dude. Appreciate it. If you had a question, uh, let me know real quick. Cause you didn't type a question, but thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate it. Ah, let's see. JR asks, uh, why Cisco routing over PFSense? And if you don't know what PFSense is, PFSense is like a, uh, I mean, it's, it's a router uh, pretty much, but it's also uh, advertised as a firewall. I've used it at times. In fact, I used it as a, a VPN for, for a while. 
And you can download it for free, uh, throw on a VM, and it's a virtual firewall. It's pretty slick. So why 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 do Cisco over something like that? Which I'm I'm assuming is a question. Uh, for a uh, for a small company, there isn't a reason. There really isn't. You should go PFSense for a home lab for or for just for your home network, and you want to play with firewalls. There isn't a reason. Uh, but for a career, there's a freaking dang good reason. Uh, Cisco pays the bills. Seriously, Cisco certifications hold such a high value. Knowing how to work with Cisco products, uh, it'll take you far. Companies use Cisco products now. Yeah, you'll you'll you will encounter companies who use you know open source products like that. I get it, uh, but those are rare, I think. And I'm I'm gonna wager the pay that they offer their employees isn't as high as someone who they spend money on Cisco. Like that's the way I like Cisco products. They're not cheap in case you didn't know that. Like Cisco, when you buy a new Cisco router or a new Cisco switch or firewall, uh, they expensive, <laughs> so expensive that when I worked for a company and we had a very, very cheap CIO at the time, we bought our equipment to put in our production network on eBay. Not kidding. That means no smart net, no tech support. It sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. So yeah, it's expensive. And, uh, you want to work for companies that spend money on their hardware. You simply do, uh, because that means that they they value their their technology and they value you. That's what it translates to. There's nothing worse than getting into a company where they don't spend money on technology, and you're you're having to come up with creative solutions that to problems that shouldn't be there. That's what sucks. Can be fun. Can be a learning opportunity, but also it sucks. <laughs> um, IT career questions. Zach's in the house. Um, Oh, and by the way, dude, I watched your live stream today while you're messing around with the Switch and uh, and uh, Linux. That was really cool. I love what you're doing with that. Uh, and I see that you're going to do CCNA after your Security Plus. So he says, oh, thanks for the super chat, by the way. He says, uh, any tips on starting CCNA study? Uh, I think what you're doing is already good. I mean, you're, you're going Security Plus. Awesome cert. And I know you're taking your people down that path. Um, the biggest tip I would give you is the tip I just obeyed myself is when you decide your plan, so whether it's, I, I say for you, man, I'm going to challenge you. I want to see you do it in six months, <laughs> six months. And what I want you to do is day one, I want you to live stream scheduling that test. So ICND one, I want that schedule three months out. ICND two, three months after that, and then give me the password and I'm not going to let you quit. <laughs> That's my biggest tip is schedule it. And, um, lab every day. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sorry, dude. <laughs> see, uh, infamous comes out with, um, super chat, $5. Appreciate it, man. Um, he says, howdy, Chuck. I'm studying for CSENT right now. I was thinking about going into CCNA wireless after that. Would you recommend, uh, PS? I have no experience. Uh, this is what I always tell people. Uh, this is a recent change in, in the Cisco certification history. It's, I think it was like two years ago they started this, but it used to be that you had to get your CCNA routing and switching before you could go to any other track. That was it. Like you had to have CCNA routing and switching. Now they allow you to get your CSENT, which is half of the CCNA, and then you can go into any other track. So you can go from CSENT to CCNA security without ever having your CCNA routing and switching. So what he's asking is, can I go from CSENT to CCNA wireless. You can, you're allowed to. I would say no, I wouldn't do it. There's things you learn in routing and switching that you're just gonna need. You're gonna need it in whatever track you go down. That's what I feel. I don't like that Cisco did that. I understand why they did it because they're they're trying to get you a quicker path and uh, some companies really do silo their employees to where some guys are just wireless guys and some guys are just security guys. 
Uh, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice by uh, not getting your routing and switching certification first. Once you got your routing and switching, man, go forth and prosper. Go to the, go to any other tracks. Uh, I would say go CCMP routing and switching because that really does complete the picture a little bit more for you. Uh, but if you're feeling antsy, yeah, go for CCNA wireless. Uh, but I say right after you get your CSENT, start applying for jobs. Um, I always tell people security. I mean, security got security on the brain, uh, experience certifications. So experience is all so valuable. So as soon as you can start gaining experience, do it. You can always study for certifications, but experience, you want to start building as quickly as you can. And oftentimes certifications are the way you can get that job. Let's see. Hope that answered your question. Oh, Ahmad came in with uh, how much a perimeter firewall cost? Uh, $250,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not cheap. It is not cheap at all. <laughs> when I, I remember the first time I actually bought Cisco equipment new and I got a quote for it. And I'm like, wait, are we really spending this much money on stuff? Like, I feel guilty putting this in. Like, I'm talking million-dollar projects. And it's it's a huge, heavy thing to be in charge of that. But you also feel awesome when you do that. So, yeah, when you are in networking or system administration and you you guys actually put money into your environment and you buy new stuff you get to play it's like playing with you know it's like going under the hood in a ferrari and like it's it's crazy stuff let's see i'm gonna have some more water i'm getting parched um so uh, Minsu Park asked, how can I apply for new jobs while I work a full-time job? Uh, well, that's when you have to get, um, you have to get creative because <laughs> I switch jobs often in my career. That's the way you make the most money. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Companies will only uh, give you uh, incremental increases in your salary. So you want to jump to the next company when you are ready to get that bump if you want a bigger salary. So how do you manage <laughs> uh, interviewing and applying for jobs and all that when you currently work for a full, uh, a full-time job? Like I said, got your creative, um, take a day off. Uh, if you're out of days off, that sucks. Um, then you have to maybe call in sick and just take a day for, uh, off your salary. If that's what you have to do. Uh, I've even done interviews during my lunch break and just come back and said, sorry, it ran late. I got caught in traffic. Like you have to be creative with it because you don't want this opportunity. I've had it to where, um, I mean, I've taken a lot of phone interviews all on the job. I'm going to be honest. And I feel, I feel guilty about it as I say it now. Uh, but sometimes that's all you can do. So like I, I would, I would leave my desk and say, Oh, I'm taking a break real quick, taking a walk, or I'm going to go down to the, the IDF closet, which is where we keep our switches and take a look at a few things, walk across the street, get on the phone interview and I'll be walking around interviewing, come back like nothing happened. So I just, you gotta get creative. Um, it's difficult because, you know, obviously if they knew you were applying at jobs, they probably wouldn't like it too much. Yeah. So be discreet, get creative uh, and just be careful. Let's see. So Benjamin's asking who the winner is from the previous day. Um, so I, I announced the winners to day one uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I went live. I'll post it in the comments below too, because I know it's kind of kind of hard to follow. Um, day two, I have not announced yet. Um, the contest actually just ended 12 minutes ago. So I'll announce that as soon as we're done with this live stream. So I'll launch the next contest and uh, announce the winners as soon as we're done here. So 
It's up to you guys. Let me know when you want to stop, when you want me to stop. <laughs> uh, Yuri asks, and this is a good question. How, um, how long should you stay at a company before accepting a new job? <sighs> he makes a good point because you don't want to jump around too much because that does look really bad in your resume. They're going to go, huh, why were you at this one company for only two months? And they're going to label you as a job hopper. And you don't want that. Uh, you don't want that on your resume. They, that's going to be hard to find another job because that I, whenever you interview, they're going to they're going to look at your experience and go, oh, how is it here? Oh, I noticed you're only here for two months. Can you tell me why that is? You might have a really great reason and they might believe you, but they might not. So I would say minimum a year. You want to give them a year um, for two reasons. I mean, you're, you're showing good faith with the company that hired you. A year is a good amount of service. And also you want to you want to make your resume look pretty cool, too. People don't fret about a year, but yeah, any less than that, they're like, huh, you didn't last a year, huh? Why is that? Did you get let go or are you just constantly switching jobs because you want to make more money? Are you going to leave us after a year? Like, so you got to be careful with that. All right. Let's see. So this is a great question from uh, C. Johnson 831. This is a company I work for. Uh, it's a Cisco shop. They are uh, jumping into Azure, and he's currently studying AWS, which are two big cloud providers. AWS is the clear market leader currently. I don't know if you guys know this. Microsoft's kind of killing the game right now. Their new C, uh, CIO or CEO. Yeah. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, I forget his first name, like Adela or something. Uh, Nadella. He's awesome, and they're going more open source, and they're, they're kind of killing the game. Uh, I always say, whatever company you're at, learn what they value the most. Um, and as you're, and as long as it's, it's valuable skill everywhere. So, uh, yeah, if your company is going Azure, more than likely they're going to pay you to learn Azure, either by sending you to a class or buying a training. And if you know it, they're going to give you a raise, most likely. So yeah, that you you won't go wrong. So you'll both learn Azure and then get hands-on experience with Azure. So no brainer, no brainer. Learn Azure. Uh, take a break on AWS. The cool thing, and I asked Anthony Square this because uh, he teaches uh, AWS, and I think um, he collaborates a lot with uh, Ben over at CBT on uh, Azure courses too. The overlap it's pretty similar. Cloud technologies are cloud technologies. So you're going to have their specific products and things that are very specific to them. But if you know cloud. Um, a lot of companies respect that. So if you're applying at an AWS job, I, I, to be honest, a lot of DevOps jobs I've seen, they'll say familiarity with cloud technologies, AWS, Azure, Google Cloud. So some aren't picky. They just want you to know about it. They want you to have familiarity and experience with it. So yeah, learn it, dude, learn it. All right. Uh, got a super chat from uh, Danielle Bonarico again. Thanks, dude, again. Appreciate it. Um, He's listening to this while doing pizza delivery. Dude, I admire the hustle, man. Uh, how, he's asking, how do you decide which IT route to take? Networking, cybersecurity, databases, et cetera. So that, that one's tough because all the things you listed are extremely hot. You're going to have a great career in IT if you choose any of those. So my advice would be... Uh, to play around with a little bit of all of them. Just get, get a taste of it and see which one just piques your interest the most. Like for me, I've, I've spent so much time 
and this is not good. I'm telling you not to do this. I spent so much time trying to figure out what to learn when I should have just picked one thing, right? Hold on a second. And I, I kind of get paralyzed with indecision. Uh, so just try a little bit of all of them. Uh, and then another tactic I've often used is uh, just looking at the job market in my area. I mean, you can look at other areas, but most likely you're going to get a job in your area, right? And and see what is what's bigger, what's hotter. Uh, maybe even call a recruiter. You can call up recruiters. They like they they don't mind you calling them up and saying, "Hey, uh, hey I'm so and so. I'm looking for a job. Can you tell me what you're looking for right now? What how many positions are open for this?" And this might be a video. Like I know some people at Tech Systems that I can talk to. Maybe I'll make a video about what what people are looking for right now. Seriously, that'd be a cool idea. So how to decide? Uh, I would first just go with what your interest is because either one of those are going to just pave the way for you. And then second, look at the job market, do some job searches, see how many numbers come up, look at the job descriptions, see if it's something you like, um, if it's if you could easily get into an entry-level role entry level role, and actually start working. That's the, uh, the, the strategy I would use. But yeah, dude, networking, You'll always win with that. Cybersecurity, you'll win. Databases, you'll always win. I mean, seriously. But yeah, just, just pick one and stick with it. Um, Josh, super chat, $5, dude. Appreciate it. If you have a question, let me know below. You didn't type a question. Cesar Morales, $2 super chat. Appreciate it, man. Uh, again, question, let me know. But yeah, Benjamin Sturm just echoed what I said uh, to Daniel. Uh, whatever you're passionate about is what you should pursue. But I understand you maybe you're not sure what you're passionate about. Cause right now you're sure as heck aren't passionate about delivering pizzas. I would imagine. <laughs> and I've been where you're like, I mean, Oh, I love getting inspired by like listening to podcasts like Gary V. Anybody listen, listen to Gary V. I freaking love Gary V. Um, he's a big reason why I'm doing this right now. Dude, that, that guy, he will motivate the crap out of you. But yeah. I, I so admire your hustle, Daniel. It's so awesome what you're doing, but yeah, pursue what you're passionate with, but you have to figure that out first. So don't, don't get too antsy and like, oh, I have to decide, like, take, take some time, look at databases. Maybe, I mean, it's, you're at the point now in IT where you can easily deploy a database in, in, on your computer right now and play with it, do some uh, queries and, and build up some database and see if you like it. Go through a quick tutorial that's completely free. And then the rest is also easily accessible. Uh, let's see. <laughs> IT career question says, uh, my boy, Zach says, how much Gary V can you handle at one sitting though? Well, you know, you can't really handle too much because he's repetitive, right? <laughs> he says the same stuff. So I'll go through a period where I, I listen to him for like two weeks straight. And I feel like I'm about to kill somebody because I feel like I just injected steroids. And then I'll go six months without listening to him because he just gets so dang repetitive. Uh, if you want some encouragement, seriously, look up Gary V. Uh, Minsu asks, how old is Chuck? Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, I am 29. And that's what I love about this, this industry, right? Because like, I have perpetually been the youngest at whatever role I've had in every IT position I've had. And it's because you, you can start as young as you want. Like my brother, dude, this, this, this actually makes me mad. First of all, Michael Hilton is working on a CCMP and he's like 15 years old. So shut up, Michael Hilton. Uh, and then also my brother, he's a network admin making 60 and 70,000 a year. Uh, he's 21 years old. <laughs> like, well, what is that about? So I, I don't think age matters, man. It just matters how much you hustle. You can make it happen as fast as you want. And hey, 
I don't want you to get discouraged either. If you're, if you're sitting here and you're 45 and you're like, I don't know anything about networking, dude, switch right now. You'll, you'll make a killing. Seriously. Like don't let age get in the way. doesn't matter. Wait, Michael, you're also 29. Oh, happy future birthday. Yeah. I'll be 30 next year. I just, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll see. Um, we got a super chat from Christopher Barker. He says, thank you, Christopher. Um, I'm a low level employee at Amazon and want to transition into IT in an IT career, AWS or CCNA to begin the journey. Thanks. Uh, so are you like working in an Amazon like data center? Or are you like a, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, obviously Amazon has a huge company and you can have a variety of roles. What, what specifically are you doing? And uh, while I'm waiting for that answer, uh, so CCNA or AWS, <sighs> I, you know, it's a weird way to answer that, but I would say CCNA, seriously, CCNA and then AWS. That's what I would say. Cause like I said, I look at jobs and I type in AWS. The first jobs that pop up are from Amazon and they say in their description, I don't even see what surprised me is I don't even see their own certifications in the description. I see CCNA. So I think right now get that CCNA and then jump into AWS. Cause they want people who know networking, who can translate that into the cloud perspective. Cause what we have to realize is that they're wanting techs who can help companies transition from a traditional network to the cloud. And a lot of people aren't going all cloud right away. They're keeping a hybrid network. They're maybe putting some of their stuff in the cloud and keeping some of their stuff um, at home and their infrastructure and, and their data center. So they want networking people. They do. So yeah, get that networking experience and, and go from there. Let's see. Uh, did you answer my question? Maybe I'm just completely missing everything here. Oh, you work in the filament center. Oh, they have an IT department in the building and you're cutting into it. Uh, I, you know, honestly, what you can do, if you can, if you have access to them, just get in contact with someone and say, hey, all right, what do you guys look for? Or what's your experience? How did you get the job? That's the best thing you can do. And this is something I, I told my brother to do. And it's something I did. If you're in a job, I don't care what department you're in. If you're in IT, if you're in accounting, if you're if you're wherever and you want to get into IT or you want to advance into a, a higher level role, pick somebody, find somebody and stick to them like glue. Say, hey, uh, can I learn from you? Um, can I stay uh, after work with you and you can show me a few things? Uh, I want to learn from you. Can, can you. can you take me to the data center? Like that's what I did. Like seriously, um, the way I was able to go from junior help desk, help desk, junior help desk admin to uh, junior network admin really quickly was I just said, hey, network admin, can you can I just go to the data center with you? Like I'm not being paid extra. My wife's at home yelling at me, but I'm going to go with you to the data center and just watch what you're doing. And what that did for me is that, you know, I learned a lot. Um, and also it showed my boss that I was interested in putting in the time and they they, they look for that kind of stuff. So, yeah, what I would do is just go talk to them and the IT department and say, hey, well, what are you guys looking for? What do you guys do? Because um, you find out what they're working on and you can learn that. You can deploy that in your own lab. You can figure out what certification matches up to that. And man, after that, it's easy. <laughs> you can just tailor your learning to what you want to be. You know how many times I've done that? <laughs> I, I'll be unsure about what I want to study next. And I'll look up jobs and say, that job sounds really cool. What are they looking for? Oh, that certification. I need to learn that. So that's that's also another strategy to figure out what to learn next. Uh, let's see. 
Um, we got a question from F. Soseda. I think I'm saying that right. He said, what do you think about uh, LPIC1, which is, I believe, the Linux certification, right? I think it's good. I think it's awesome. Um, I've actually gone through a few of uh, Sean Powers' um, LPIC1 nuggets on CBC Nuggets. So fun. I mean, Linux is such a skill. My goodness. Zach on IT Career Questions was playing, was playing with it today. Uh, it's fun. It really is. Did you know that Windows or Microsoft just came out with their first Linux OS? So yeah, it's it's hot. So yeah, I would get it seriously. It, it is highly valued. Being a Linux admin is is killer. It plays right into the DevOps roles and, and network programmability and all that kind of stuff. So learning Linux take you pretty far. Uh, Baruch asks, "How can I get your beard?" Well, I. I I joke and tell people, well, when you get your CCNA and CCMP, it just kind of grows with it. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the passion. <laughs> yeah, IT career question says Linux is everywhere. Yeah, it seriously freaking is everywhere. Uh, you're going to encounter it counter everywhere. Um, let's see. Uh, so, dumb my... Do I know any uh, free NetSim stuff like Boson besides GNS3? You know, actually, I heard there is some open source network simulation software out there. Uh, and the guy who was telling me about it forgot to give me the link. So if anybody knows what it is, let me know in the comments. Uh, but no, I, I don't know of any other ones besides this mystery one I don't know about. Uh, but GNS3. If, if you don't want to mess, I mean, Packet Tracer is amazing. If you're at CCNA level, if you go anywhere beyond CCNA or you want to play with any other vendor equipment, uh, GNS3 is a way to go. Like that, that's, that thing's amazing. I was just, uh, I deployed GNS3 and, and connected to my, my lab here just a few days ago because I was demoing this network um, monitoring lab. And it's, it's so cool. I mean, I had this whole other network at my data center that, you know, isn't real. It's just all fake stuff, but it's GNS3. It, I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's really fun. Uh, and also, yeah, EVNG, um, that's another one. Uh, but you still need the iOS for that, right? Like you still have to get the uh, the viral iOS. So EVNG, I haven't messed with EVNG. Um, I thought about it because I, I saw a guy deploy a really killer collaboration lab uh, with EVNG. But from what I understand, it takes a bit of setup and um, doesn't offer much beyond what GNS3 does. I think it has a web portal, which I think is pretty cool. But I've heard that GNS3 is moving that direction, might have a web portal here soon. So it might just be a moot point. Let's see. Oh, great question from Internet Animal. What IT career would be the best for remote work? I, uh, that is, so when I got to where I wanted to be in my career, as far as like being a network admin and playing with stuff and being a collaboration engineer, I came to a point where I'm like, okay, I love what I'm doing, but I don't like where I'm doing it. I want to, I want to work from home. I want to be able to travel. And that became a real huge goal of mine. Now, I don't think there is any particular role that, uh, or any type of uh, specific IT career track that is best for remote work. I mean, programming obviously is a, is a big one because you can freelance a lot, but it comes down to the company you find um, and their attitude towards uh, the remote situation. A lot of the companies, they want you in the office. They want you wearing slacks and want your polo tucked in. That's, that's just what they want. It's standards. Um, 
some companies are real free thinking and they, they don't care where you are. And that's the company I targeted. So there, there are uh, job boards that, you know, have remote work. I know on my website and my resume, when I was in the progress of doing this, I said, I only want remote work. And I set up remote work uh, job searches and I had like remote work uh, tagged it with CCMP and I would just look through everything. And I got a ton of jobs that said, Hey, remote work. I still get jobs today saying, okay, we need a network engineer fully remote, fully remote. So you can get a remote work job as a CCMP certified network engineer, CCNA. Um, they're, they're out there. Uh, they're not as plentiful as a good old uh, corporate office job, but they're, they're available. They, they're, they're rare. I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to find one that I liked, um, but they're out there. Let's see. And I apologize if I don't answer uh, your question. Uh, there's a lot of questions. So I'm just kind of picking one that uh, piques my interest and I can answer real quickly for you guys. Oh, another one from IT career questions, dude, stop it. So uh, he's just saying good night. Um, oh, and he accepted my deal. I see you, you, you were, had some trepidation and you, you took some time to think about it. But hey, he's going to get a CCNA in six months. So uh, real quick, before you go, if you're not already gone, uh, when do you plan on getting your security plus? Because I, I want to monitor this process. I want to be right there with you. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> he accepted right away. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay. I, you'll, you'll be a great test case, I think. It'll be fun. So Minsu asked about uh, working for an IT startup company. Uh, what are my impressions? I think, oh, well, I got a thing from IT career questions. Um, he says he's taking the, the security plus beginning of March. Okay. We're going to hold him to that. Well, good luck, dude. If you don't want to, uh, I know you got stuff going on. So if I don't catch you before, good night, sir. Uh, so Minsu's question, uh, working for IT startup. Uh, the problem with that is that uh, for AWS, killer. Because AWS, they target startups. Because uh, it's really easy to set up infrastructure really quickly. Like CBT Nuggets, I don't know if you guys know this. It's run off AWS. We have like three or four um, AWS people. And we have a full staff of DevOps people. Like, that's what we run off of. So it's it's huge. Um, the last company I worked for before that, we had a whole DevOps team. I digress. Anyways, so for a startup, yeah, DevOps is cool. You'll be able to, if you want to go down that path. But if, you're, if your heart is after network engineering and, and enterprise networks, uh, no. It probably won't lend to too much to you unless you're you're going from help desk to help desk. It might help out if you're at an IT startup and you're on the help desk and you jump to another help desk. Yeah, that, that, that could be an easy translation. But beyond that, nah, um, I would aim for an, a small to medium sized enterprise business. Oh, cool, Zach. We'll chat offline. Talk to you later. Uh, ben Friend asks... Uh, CCNA first or CSIN first? Uh, I always recommend. Um, so CSIN is uh, codenamed ICND1, uh, CCNA or ICND2. Um, put them together. You got CCNA. I always recommend splitting them up. Take the ICND1 first and then take ICND2. Same amount of money. Uh, you get more in depth on the topics. And I think it's just overall better. And you, when you pass CSIN, it's better for motivation too. So I always recommend that.
So what, um, so OMG Garrett, <laughs> I like your name. Uh, what VARs do you regularly go to? And when he says VARs, he means a value added reseller, which is like a, a they're not really managed service providers like MSPs. They don't have to be. Sometimes they're both. But basically, there are companies, and you can end up working for one, uh, that they they are partners with Cisco, and they've got guys who have certifications on staff, and they will go, and companies will hire them to go in, consult, say, hey, uh, we're going to help you design your network. We're going to sell you the equipment and go from there. So the ones I've worked with, um, I've worked with CDW, great company. I've worked with Presidio. Love Presidio. I uh, met, met a lot of them at Cisco Live. Great, great people. Their company is really cool. I almost worked for Presidio too. Uh, and actually, I've worked for a, a VAR. Uh, working for a VAR, it, it wasn't for me because it can be pretty tough. Uh, for me, I liked managing one environment. When you work for a VAR, you jump from environment to environment to environment, which is actually kind of fun, uh, but it's it tiring after a while. So it wasn't for me, but it may be just a thing for you. Now, the cool thing about working for a VAR is... Unlike uh, working for one company where you manage one environment, uh, one company with one environment uh, may not value certifications as much, but a VAR certainly will. And here's why. They have to have a certain number of certified people on their staff to maintain their partnership. So, for example, if they're selling Cisco phone systems like, like what I've deployed in my environment, they have to have a certain number of CCNA collaboration, CCNP collaboration people to maintain a certain level of partnership with Cisco so they can keep doing business. So they have a huge incentive to hire people with certifications. So that's killer. Um, now I, I've had companies who say, hey, um, can we just pay you to be like on staff because you have the certification? That happens. I know CCIEs who this happens to all the time. They don't work for, you know, company A, but company A just says, hey, can we have you on staff so we can maintain our gold partnership with Cisco? It happens. I'm not sure how, what the rules are on that, but it's, it happens. Let's see. Uh, thank you, Sam Isles, Iles, uh, for the super chat. Thank you so much. If you had a question, please let me know below. Uh, what is that? Okay, I had to do it. Asking for a friend, will you the network shot coffee mug stimulate my beard growth? Um, we're still testing, uh, but studies are promising. So yeah, definitely go buy one. Let's see. Uh, we already kind of answered this question, but I'll answer it real quick. So for other paths, and this is Ralph uh, Roop uh, asking. For other paths, I'm assuming some about CCNA, do you need to just complete the second half of the CCNA test? Uh, or can you just jump into wireless or what have you? Uh, you can jump from CSENT to whatever you want, but I always recommend CSENT, then CCNA routing switching. So get, get that CCNA routing switch, get that. That's for people that follow me, pretend you can't even do the CSENT to anything else. CCNA routing switching, and then you can go off and prosper. That's what I recommend. All right, super chat from Joe Rodriguez. Uh, thanks, dude, appreciate it. Let me see what your question is. Um, he got a job as a network engineer almost a year ago from a field tech position at a major ISP enterprise department. Got CCNA in two years. So it's just a good news. That's awesome, dude, congrats. That's amazing. I would love to hear more about the story as I'm sure a lot of people would. Let's see. Um, Eduardo says he has about, oh, 
almost lost it here. About six month experience on the help desk. I have my CCNA. What kind of networking jobs should I apply for? Uh, you, you're in the perfect position to be applying for um, entry level networking jobs. Um, you might, as far as like keywords to look for when you're searching for a job, I would search for like junior network admin. Uh, you don't want to shoot too high. You don't want to shoot for the network administrator job. Uh, they're not going to hire you without just a little bit of experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, first I would try to move up in your own company. Find the network administration team, wherever they are. Stick to them like glue. Show them that you want to move up. If that doesn't work, then you can just find someplace else. But yeah, entry-level network job, uh, maybe even moving to a not a technician position. Just any any place that you can start to say that you've had hand hands-on networking uh, experience. Now, even even if you don't have the role or the title of network admin or junior network admin where you're at, if you can start getting more tasks like, hey, network admins, do you do you not like um, uh, troubleshooting patch cords? Uh, do you not like doing those like really low level issues? Can I learn a little bit from you and I'll take over that that stupid task that you don't like doing? Like offer a value to them. Say, hey, can I come help you out? And uh, you'll get some hands-on experience and you can put that right on your resume. And uh, it may lead to an opportunity at that company. It may lead to something else. Um, that's what I would do. That's what my brother did, actually. He was he was on the help desk for about a year. Uh, and when he got a CCNA, he started applying and they just found him. They just found him. And he didn't have any network admin experience. They just liked his passion. So it's just a matter of just start applying tailor your resume to the position you want, make it look really nice, put those certifications at the top and um, highlight what you accomplish in your experiences. All right, let's see. Uh, Bryce asked about any more videos uh, from Cisco Live. You know, I went there and I really wasn't sure how to how to film Cisco Live. I have a ton of just footage of cool stuff. So I might just put like a, what was Cisco Live like? I might make a video uh, about that because Cisco Live was intense, man. Uh, so fun. That was my first one I've ever been to. And it was, it's just, it's geek summer camp. That's what they, they brand it as. And it's so fun. Um, certain logos on the resume. Uh, no, I've never done that. I, I don't think it's very important. Um, most of the time when they're printing out your resume to look at it, it's going to be black and white. Uh, I think they prefer there to be nothing else on it. Um, that I just you just got to make sure your keywords at the top, the CCNA, CSENT, whatever your whatever your certifications are, put them right at the top of your resume. Uh, JT asks, uh, is what happened to my brother uh, typical or atypical of CCNAs? Now I I, I don't think I, I uh, talked about this enough in my video, but I didn't help him with the job. Like I don't know the company he works for. I don't know anyone there. Um, the literally the only advice I gave him was how to structure your resume and some interviewing tips. I was hands off with that, man. So, um, no, no, his experience was, I think, pretty typical of people who just they play the cards right now. Some people just they get their CCNA and they expect something just to show up. Maybe I don't know, but it's going to take some work. You got to apply for jobs. You got to prepare yourself for the interview. You got to know what you're talking about and you got to you got to you got to work at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've known a lot of people who have started uh, their careers with just CCNA and getting a really killer job, making that much money. Not a problem. Um, in fact, I, I today was kind of a cool day. I went and visited one of my old companies I used to work at. And I was just kind of chatting with everybody. And there's a guy who works there. Um, hi, Matt. Um, he actually 
uh, got a job right after he got a CCNA because he went to Cisco uh, Net Academy, which I've never I've never dealt with them before, but I've heard great things about it. And it's basically a Cisco run school that is obviously focused on just getting like a CSET, CCNA. And um, they partner with companies that help you get a job. So he got a job with Presidio right out of the gate. And then he got a job pretty soon with the company I was working at. So it's, it's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, let's see. Super chat from Adam Tan. Thanks, brother. Uh, he said, finishing my degree at UTA, information systems plus a CSENT, which I, I love it when uh, degrees include certifications. It's like they're finally catching on. Uh, looking for a job in DFW. Been asking around service provider versus enterprise. And he's 25 years old. Um, I think it depends on what you want to do. Uh, if you like working on a lot of different things, if you uh, like being more in charge of the environment and um, interfacing with different departments in a company, like if, if you know you like that, then the enterprise is the way to go. Um, service provider, it's going to be very intensely, you know, just focused on networking, which is really cool. And it's going to be, you know, SLAs and, 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 and you may be siloed off and you may not get to see a whole lot of stuff all at once. Uh, and this is not the experience for everything, every service provider, but I think it just depends on what you want. Uh, you can't go wrong with either. I mean, it's really, it's, they're both great and you can jump between both. I've, I've had job offers from service providers and, and ISPs and I've had job offers from enterprises and I've never worked at an ISP or service provider, but I've heard great things. Um, but enterprises are pretty fun. That's all I can really say with intelligence about this issue or this question. Hope answers the question, but yeah, DFW do you're, you're at a hot market. Uh, sounds like you are going to have some great credentials. So yeah, you're, you're going to be on fire. Now, what I would recommend is, um, and I, I need to go to this more often, but it's a DFW Cisco users group. They meet once a month at the uh, Cisco Richardson campus, which is just cool that they do that. But I know that people show up and they have like really awesome speakers there talking about networking, which is all things we love. And then they uh, ask if anybody's looking for a job. And oftentimes like tech systems might be sponsoring it. So you'll have recruiters there. So I encourage you to go to that. I'm going to try and go to the next one whenever they're having it. Uh, and thanks again for the super chat. And I hope to answer your question. Uh, let's see. I had another one, another from Daniil. Dude, you are just, thank you. Um, he just started college in Philly for IT while also working at a doctor's office and uh, took it upon himself to, to redesign their database. Dude, that's, that's, that's smart, man. Seriously. You can put that right on the resume and dude, <laughs> so smart, really. Um, and then another one. So far, we've done a little bit of everything in school, but this is my first semester, and I was so excited to learn more next semester. I mean, it sounds like you're on a, a great track, seriously. Um, it sounds like you're going more database, uh, and maybe that's leading to more of a programming role. I'm not sure if that's what you want, but yeah, it sounds like you're getting a good foundation. I mean, honestly, in the jobs I've had, I've had to jump into databases. I've had to work with SQL and, and, and work with queries. Um, Cisco's call manager, they have a Informix database that you have to work with often, IBM based. And you, NIT, you're going to interface with a bunch of different stuff. And thank you again. Like you, man, you've given a lot of super chats today. <laughs> More power to you, man. Um, Sam, uh, he asked me if I'm familiar with encryption laws uh, changing in Australia. No, I'm not actually. I'll have to look that up. I'm not. So JT here says, I'm a part of Cisco Net Academy. Is there a way that you can help make people more aware we exist and that we would like more students? Uh, maybe. Um, 
if you know anyone from Cisco Net Academy, which I'm sure I'm assuming you do, uh, tell them to reach out to me. I would love to partner with them and maybe do an interview because I've I've never experienced them or know I didn't know about them before I got into IT. So uh, it might be a really cool path to go down, especially for the job aspect afterwards. All right, so I'm um, I'm starting to fade, guys, because my my coffee is a, is all cold now, and uh, I think you're coming to the end of this. Um, but hold on a second. I totally forgot. Um, I forgot to give away the David Bombo course, but we still have 300 people here. So let me think of a hashtag. And before I do that, I've got a super chat from Tyler. He says, here's five bucks from Northeast Ohio. Knox specialist inspired by you. IT career questions and Canton native Duan Lightfoot CCNA. Here we come. Hey, thank you so much for that. Um, I'm glad we can all inspire you. I, I love the community we have here. It's so cool. I mean, I, I did not have this when I first started. So uh, it is, it's awesome. Oh, another one from Big Worm. Dude, thank you so much. Uh, $10 super chat. He said, service member trying to get started in cyber, use GI Bill for masters, but still don't equal, don't qualify for most jobs. What do you suggest I do next? Certs aren't cheap. <sighs> Man, you got your, ma- is your master's in like IT? Because, dude, you should be able to find a job with that. I, it depends. I guess in the area, it might it might suck. But if it's not in IT, I get that. But yeah, certs are expensive. But man, it, a lot of people can attest to the fact that they they do they do put a lot for you on your resume. They really, really do. So I would I would work on the certs. That's what I would do. Um, get the CSIN on there. Start applying for jobs. And I, I understand. I don't know where you're at as far as what, what you're doing for a job now and, and everything, but certs are the way to go. I can speak from that from experience. You know what, Oscar? I appreciate that. So Oscar, you get the first David Bombal course. I'm giving away five uh, David Bombal courses today. It's the Python for Network Engineers and the hashtag will be, I just thought of a hashtag. Next four guys who put that in, you're getting the Python for Network Engineers course from David Bombal. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I think we got our four. So I'll, I'll parse through that later and give that out to you guys. Um, so as soon as I'm done with this, and I know it's super late, I'm going to launch the um, the next competition, day three, which will be, thanks to Benjamin, 12 uh, copies of Chris Bryant's CCNA course, which Chris Bryant, dude, again, I can't say enough. He is a beast. He, his course is incredible. I I don't know how these guys on Udemy put so much content into their courses and only charge something so little. It really is. The value is insane. Uh, but anyways, I will answer five more questions and then I'm going to pass out. So let me see. Volume. Am I too low, Benjamin? Uh, Mensu said, I recently uh, configured FortiGate IPsec VPN for client VPN using FortiClient. Is this worthy of putting it on the resume? Yeah, put it on there. Seriously. Uh, whatever you got uh, and put it. I wouldn't, what people don't understand is like they, they will put on the resume uh, worked with this technology or responsible for this technology. No, put exactly what you did. Say, I created this, did this. They want to see more of a project-based, accomplishment-based resume. When you can do that, that's when your resume suddenly just pops. Trust me. Um, uh, Texas Titan. 
You're in a Japanese airport on cellular hotspot. That sounds like a really cool story, and I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to win. But hey, hey, I'm, I'm giving away more stuff. This is only day three, and we're doing 10 days of this, so there's more chances. Just try not to be in a Japanese airport next time. Um, Omar, he passed the CCMP switch. He said, should I put on there that I've passed or just say in progress? Uh, what I've done is I, I will put um, CCMP route. If I have that, I'll put CCMP switch and then I'll put CCMP route switch in progress. Uh, I think they won't they won't care if you have all, all of that on there. And I think it just tells more about you because I mean, half the battle when getting a job is just getting that interview. You want that resume to slide in front of someone and they look at it and go, oh, this guy seems interesting or this gal seems interesting. Let's get them in here. So whatever you can put on there to get you in front of them, I think uh, you're not lying with that. That's that's honest. And uh, you're going to show up in those keyword searches. Yeah, go for it. I would just put CCMP switch and then you just say CCMP in progress, a full CCMP. I mean, so however you want to word it, they're not going to be picky. I mean, it used to be that you had to be like some kind of um, Shakespearean uh, author to write your resume and like this business speak. I, I use regular speak in my resumes now. Like I just, I, I don't try to get all businessy and speak in the third person or something like that's, I think that's silly now. It's more informal now. Um, Kim Gokol, thanks for the uh, super chat. And he said, hey Chuck. And I say, hey back. If you have a question, I'll, I'll see if I can find it here. Um. Um, so Kayvon asked, are network engineer jobs uh, based on uh, like shifts, like late night shifts uh, or like, you know, morning shifts, midday shifts? They can be. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you work for a large company or um, or companies that are 24 seven. Like, yeah, it can be. I've never worked for one personally, but I have worked for companies where you'll be on an on call shift. So, yeah, you go home and you might you know, like from for this week, it might be your on call week. And uh, if there's an issue, they're going to call you in the middle of the night and you have to get up half awake and troubleshoot an issue. That sucks, uh, but it's part of the job. And you're the guy who makes the internet run for that company. So it's a big responsibility. And oftentimes the uh, salary does reflect that. So keep that in mind. It's not a perfect job, but it's pretty dang freaking close. All right, so I'm just gonna look through a few more comments and I think I'll be done here in a second. Oh yeah, and Yuri, I will absolutely put the uh, Python for Network Engineers uh, uh, link to David Bumble's course in the comments below. Like I said, like David Bumble's courses, they're like $10. He puts so much value into those courses and they cost almost nothing. I mean, I know for a lot of people $10 is not nothing, but comparatively, uh, yeah, it's pretty dang cheap. Oh, let's see. Where can you get stickers and mugs? I do have that on my website. So if you go to networkchuck.com forward slash store, I have my new mug on there. I don't have my sticker on there, but it will take you to my Teespring store. Uh, which is where I sell it from, and they have my sticker on there, so you, you can buy it there. Uh, let's see. And I'll answer this one last question, and then I'm done. <laughs> do I need to have, and this is from Simon Lee, do I need to have a computer science degree 
to uh, get into a networking career? No, you don't need a degree at all. Now, I know many people love their degree and you may be working on a degree and and if you're working on one and you really want one, get it because it will only help you. It'll only help you. But from my experience and a lot of people I've worked with and my brother, you don't need a college degree to have a great career and to make a lot of money. You just don't. Right now at more and more jobs, like I think uh, recently Google announced they no longer require degrees for people to work for Google. Uh, people just value experience. They value personality. They value skill and they value certifications. All these things that you have complete control, uh, complete control, complete total control of. And uh, you can really hack your career. Seriously, it's there's never been a better time to start working on an IT career. Oh, it's so cool. Seriously. Anyways, guys, that's all I've got. Um, thank you so much for joining me here. Um, if you like live streams and you want me to do more of these, let me know. Uh, other than that, I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I, you guys are awesome. Seriously. Thank you. I love being a part of this community and, um, thank you for all the super chats and, uh, that's, that's all I got. I will catch you guys next time. If there's a question I didn't answer, um, leave it in the YouTube comments below. If I don't answer it, someone else might, and I'll try to look at a few of them. So Thanks, guys. And I'll, uh, hey, I'll actually see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Not in person, but through YouTube. Good night.